I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey Rush Nation, what is going on? Welcome to the second Five Yard Rush IDP podcast with me, Nate Davis. As always, I'm joined by my wingman, Mr. Brendan Veal. How's your week been, Bren? Uh, warm. Hey, Rushers, how are we doing? It's uh, hot out there and, um, well, welcome to round two, I guess. So, um, yeah, what are we doing today then? Well, we're going to be covering off the NFC North. We're going to be saying a bit more about, about the IDP Plus scoring. That's, 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 that, it, doesn't sound, it doesn't sound a lot, but we, we've, got, we've got a fair bit of content to get through. Before we sort of go any further, just like to dive in and I think Nathan will back me up on this. We were a little bit apprehensive about the first IDP pods, obviously working with such a good crew, um, you know, the five yard fam. It's safe to say some of the feedback we've had on the chat has been, yeah, it's been great. You know, Nathan has put a huge amount of work into this. Um, Excuse me, just some of the articles, uh, the IDP plus scoring system. You know, we've both done our homework. Honestly, it was it was so nice to get some of that feedback from from all the guys on the chat. I'm Absolutely. sure they say a bit about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're absolutely blown away by it. I mean, we've got some some guys that have been doing it for quite a long time. And to just step into the podcasting world, it's a bit daunting, really. It's completely like fish out of water stuff. And it's, um, yeah, it's just great to get that feedback. We've had good feedback on Twitter as well. Um, a lot of people retweeting, following. We hope to get some some guests on. IDP Iggy is has is, been in contact <laughs> about getting on. I mean, that's great to have somebody of his stature on. 
Um, you know, so th th there is a bit of a problem, and I'm I'm a bit concerned about it. I mean, <laughs> we may have set the bar too high with the first one, and people are going to expect this every week. It's like, oh no, what have we done? I mean, if we'd gone out, you know, a bit more mediocre, you know, it was just uh, sort of you know, a la sort of dolphins, you know, 2010 or something. It would be um, that'd be fine. But uh, no, I mean, joking aside, it, it's been great. It's been, yeah. Um, yeah, we couldn't have asked for better feedback. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been it's been really good yeah and 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 to to carry on with the with the the guys that we hope to be getting on um i said about idp iggy so yeah we're gonna we're starting to talk about when that might be and what we're going to be covering um we're also looking at speaking to ben matthews from gridiron extra ben said he'll come on and do a bit so yeah it's really exciting and obviously we're going to be we're going to be trying to drag some of our five yard friends onto various different bits and pieces i'm sure they can i mean especially dynasty wise and i know the the college lads i mean they've got some great input um especially for some of the rookies not only this year's rookies but previous year's rookies i know they've done a lot of work in a lot of getting into all of those players and obviously another another one i've got to mention i've got to mention mason mason is 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 great he's putting out some great content at the moment on the on the website um he's, he's, he's put out multiple articles covering various different things on idp so please give that a read mason really covers some of those some of the, some of those players that are not household names he covers them off really well he's got a great eye for for the outsider really and and especially some of these some of the, some some of the people that we're not we're not fully aware of so give it a read right should we get on with it shall we shall we so do you want me to i was going to do a bit on the scoring if i cover that off first so for those people that haven't joined an idp plus league we've got multiple ones running i'm going to release some more also going to be looking to do some idp plus best balls on twitter hit me up on at NATO NFL, DM me if you want to or, or whatever. But if you can get involved in it, it's, it's going to be great. It makes it it makes it more interactive when we're doing these podcasts as well, because what we'll be talking about is the scoring, and it is based on our scoring. If you don't want to join one of our leagues and you want to set up your own, by all means, take the scoring and and run with it or and the setup. So just covering off the scoring, we score things like this. So on the tackle front. We've got a one point for assisted tackle, 1.5 points for solo tackle. We've got three points for forced fumble, fumble recovery and pass defended. We've also got four points for tackle for a loss. Now, why it's four points for tackle for a loss, as I've, I've mentioned it before, we see those as extremely big plays. You're, you're big on that, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Five points for a sack, six points for an interception and defensive touchdown because they are the, they are the game-changing plays. Why these points are set up the way they are, and it is to make you know, it's we're not tackle heavy. The fast, the, the fact that we've got three points for pass defended, and obviously the interceptions are in there, along with the tackles, it brings in the secondary. They get they can they can rack up some decent points, and obviously, you've got things like forced fumbles, fumbles recovery with the sacks and tackle for a loss that brings in the edge rushers and the linemen. Um, so again, it, it's just getting. We're getting as many defensive players to be relevant so that we can talk about them. As for the league setups, we use our favoured setup, which is Superflex IDP Plus format. Uh, it consists of one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, a kicker, which some people don't like, but there we go. Um, 
the super flex position, then you've got two defensive linemen, two linebackers, two DBs, one IDP flex spot and 12 bench spots. Again, feel free to steal that and use it and set your leagues up in that way. And again, if you don't if you don't want to play or use our point scoring thing, then use like an IDP one, two, three scoring setup. That's another setup which tries to bring all of these defensive players into into the mix. So that sort of covers all of that off. Um, and now what we're going to do is we're going to go on to our NFC North reviews. And Brendan's going to kick it off with the Chicago Bears. Right. I've been looking forward to this one. Um, yes. We started with the NFC East last week. And yeah, okay, that was hard work. Yeah, definitely. And I think I've got the pick of the bunch. So I'm going to kick things off with Chicago. Now, on the face of it, You've got a defense that seems to be in a bit of decline. Great in 2018, not so great in 2019, and less so in 2020. We spoke about this back in the summer, and I actually I liked Chicago simply because their team has generally always been built on solid defense. So there are there are some value players there, definitely. So I'm going to kick things off with the D-line. Now, before I do this, and again, going back to what Nate's saying about trying to get more people involved, Sometimes maybe on some of the pods, we forget that we're trying to get new players in as well. So don't be, I'm, I'm going to start with Khalil Mack. Now you're going to look at him on sleeper and, and the main format we use, obviously he's listed as an LB. Now you're going to see this an awful lot. Uh, he's an outside linebacker, but primarily he is their edge rusher. And you're going to see this with a lot of teams going back to what Nate was saying about sort of the setups and stuff. So, Khalil Mack, uh, yeah, dominant edge rusher, uh, PFF's highest graded pass rusher last season. So, you know, fantasy points pushing 200. Listed DL8, I mean, the, the guy's just, you know, he's, he's quality. So, however, you know, are we going to see a little bit of a drop off next season? We've got him dropping down a few points, I think. Whether that's an age thing, I don't know. I mean, he's 30 years old, so we'll have to wait and see. But if he's there and he's good value, yeah, I would take him. Going on from that, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. And I, I spoke to Nathan about this earlier in the week. So the other two you've got, really, that I've highlighted are Bilal Nichols um, and Akeem Hicks. Now, the one I want to focus on is Bilal Nichols because he played nose tackle last year. He's only 24 years old, didn't put up great numbers, but five sacks last season. And the reason I've highlighted him is because Eddie Goldman stepped out last season, who would typically play nose tackle for Chicago. So if he comes back and there's no confirmation from Chicago yet that he is going to come back. However, if he does, Nichols will move to his preferred defensive end position. So you could see a bit of an uptake. So again, I, I would I would look at him seriously. Moving on from that, linebackers, Quan Smith, uh, monster season. Um, you know, he's, he was just behind Devon White at Tampa, who was, you know, top of the tree, really. So um, we've seen a little bit of a drop off. And again, we've got him sort of dropping down a little bit next season. Whether that trend continues, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, not sure what your thoughts are on, on Smith, but... Um, Roquan. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got Roquan in. I've got him in our home league, haven't I? He's my, he's my key linebacker. Yeah. He's consistent. He's a very consistent player. You've got Danny Trevathan alongside him. Yeah, well, I've, I've got him, haven't I? So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't, I'm not a fan you of Danny. You want to swap? No, you're all right. I'll stick, <laughs> I'll stick with Roquan. 
He's fine. Yeah, no, Rokon's... Yeah, I, I know what you mean with this sort of slight downward trend from him, but I don't know whether that's... It, 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 the numbers are going to be there or thereabouts. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not going to... You're not going to see a mass... He's not going to fall off a cliff or anything next Yeah, so. I mean, I don't know whether it's sometimes... It's an interesting one watching the Bears as well because they've been such, such a sort of inconsistent side offensively as well. So it's it's knowing where whether... If teams are going to be ahead against them, um, they're notoriously then going to start running the ball more, which yeah. brings Roquan in because he's like a he's a he's a he's a hunter from that point of view. He's gonna he's gonna run across the field side to side and he's gonna be flying around trying to make tackles. If well, they... I mean to be fair, I mean he was the only hundred tackles plus last season. Yeah, no one else did that. No, no, no. So I mean that's so... where that's where Roquan's really good. But it, it's an interesting season for last year for the Bears because it was such a mixed bag. I mean, they had games, quite a few games where they were in front and they were close games. And, you know, I don't know what... Yeah, but, I mean, you, you look at the QB. I mean, again, we, we touched on this last week. Mm. It's another mediocre offense putting a lot of pressure on a defense that just couldn't compensate for it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the thing. I think that's where maybe you get players that that you might see slight changes and like you said, drop off. I don't think they make they really drop off. So I think it's just a case of, it's probably just a case of time on the field or, or snaps. You'd have to look it really deep, really deeply into it to see if it makes a difference. And then actually predicting it, we don't even know who the bloody starting QB is going to be. I expect it'd be Andy Dalton to start with, and then they'll swap it over, won't they? That's what yeah. everybody's sort of, sort of, sort of saying. And then Fields are Fields will be the man moving forward, and then we can we can probably get a bit more of a prediction going exactly what mm. Chicago Bears are going to look at. But it's going to be a funny season for them this year because they're going to be. It's when to bring Fields in, not to put too much pressure on him, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the defense... I, I, I think it's. I mean, it's 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 going to be sort of Fitz and and Tua all over again. I think. You know, oh I yeah. Saw it at Miami, it's like yeah. you know, we'll we'll just you know we'll we'll ease him in and uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. So I mean, outside of Smith, um, well, Nate's already touched on sort of Danny, my man. Um, he doesn't want to swap him, so we'll leave that one there. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so, secondary. Um, the Bears are, I don't know, very predictable. I mean, very nickel-heavy. Um, you know, Eddie Jackson, Carl Fuller, who's gone to Denver. So, um, Jalen Johnson, rookie, missed the tail end of the season with a shoulder injury. So, could be one for the future, but the secondary, I've got to be honest, it's, it's pretty average. Um, you know, it's, if you're going to sort of take one, Eddie Jackson put up over 150 points, DB 51. Um, again, if he's there, yeah, late pick, but nothing. No, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I'm, I'm not, not liking anything in Chicago's secondary, to be honest, mate. No, it's a bit, again, it's a bit about a, anybody that would really jump out Jalen Johnson maybe but yeah it, it would be Eddie Jackson for me again Goldman coming back could be key and and that's it's kind of frustrating really because you know I I, I would like I think Nichols is value but it, it's a bit of a gamble if you take him now and Goldman doesn't come back he's going to be stuck at nose tackle yeah okay he did a decent job you know five sacks but They've not, they've not really done anything defensively in the draft. A couple of late picks at corner and tackle, but you know, and, and they've not made sort of big moves. Everything was offense heavy in the draft. Um, they've taken fields. They took Jenkins to protect him. Um, so basically, with Chicago, 
top linebacker Smith, uh, DL Mack, uh, DB Jackson, outside pick uh, Bilal Nichols. But again, it, it, yeah, it kind of hinges on Goldman coming back. Yeah. So if, if, you, if you could stick him on the bench, you know, and it, then yeah, okay. It's, you know, if you can pick him up, because no one's really going to be looking at him. So you've got edge rushers like depending on how they're setting up, but you've got players like Akeem Hicks and you've got you've got obviously edge rushers like Khalil Mack. You will get these kind of nose tackles and 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 the these big linemen will suddenly start gaining a gain a few points when when you know they're paying so much attention to those edge rushers and stopping those and they do pick up they do pick up decent points. Um, I'm going to cut. I'm going to mention a couple with Minnesota because the same thing could happen this year when we've got Daniel Hunter back. You know, that's the same kind of thing that that, that Bilal Nichols or um, yeah, he could really benefit from. So moving on, this could be a really short one. Do you want to take Detroit? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> this this will be about two minutes. This. <laughs> It's because I didn't take Philadelphia last time. Right, okay, Detroit. Okay, well, the the Lions had a pretty awful 2020. Matt Patricia's final season. Got their new uh, defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, is in, and he's, he's going to be making some, some big changes. It's been quite well documented, actually, this change in scheme, changing from a 4-3 to a 3-4 to try and get a bit more edge aggression, I think, from, from their side of things. So that leads straight on to my first for my for my pick at DL and it's going to be Romeo Aquara. So Aquara finished what did he finish with in total 178 points last year. He was the DL10. Shocked a lot of people in a way. He kind of come he was cut in 2018 by uh, he was originally and he was a free agent picked up picked up by by Detroit and they've now given him a decent contract and he he seems to be he seems to be their main, like their main edge rusher. I mean, Trey Flowers was missing a lot last season, all all of last season. I think Trey Trey was missing for. Now he's due back. What that does to Aquara, I'm, we're not 100 percent sure. However, there's multiple positions to fill there, um, so I think he's a pretty safe bet to continue where he sort of left off. And I don't really see that he won't still score well next year. I don't expect him to score as much. I mean, we've got him, we've actually got him projected quite re- reasonably low. However, that's obviously uh, based on based on quite a lot of factors. However, he is still the main man in the DL. He would be the guy that I would be picking if he was on the board in, in one of my drafts and the main top DLs have gone off. Um, I, I would pick up a Aquara, and again, you've got to, got to say their defense is likely to be on the field quite a bit, so he should <laughs> he should benefit from that like he did last season. Uh, moving on to linebacker, you can't go far wrong with Jamie Collins, or uh, consistent a consistent performer. He played 14 games last season, 195.5 points, 55 solo tackles, 45 uh, 46 assisted, one interception three force fumbles and a fumble recovery. So he really gets he really gets involved in pretty much everything. Uh Jamie Collins. He finished as the linebacker 34, uh, only over 14 games, averaging nearly 14 points per game. So Jamie Collins is definitely an underrated linebacker. Uh and we see him as the top linebacker at Detroit and also just a, 
a good linebacker to pick up. Again, though, you'd be still looking at the the more premium linebackers to come off the board. But again, if Jamie Collins is there, these are these are kind of consistent point scorers. Um, same with Aquara, really. They're they're sort of safe second, third round sort of picks. Um, and you you wouldn't you wouldn't it, depending on how you're structuring your your teams you wouldn't go too wrong especially on bench spots and things like that these are guys that can step in especially if they've got um, decent matchups that they can step in and 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 give you a decent floor on your point scoring so going over to DB Tracy Walker stands out as the top DB and again as free safety he has done for quite quite a while really at Detroit it was a DB 49 last year we've got him we've got him actually flying up on that we've got him potentially becoming the DB 15 um it was over 15 games missed one game last season but he played he definitely played a few games injured again well documented and they didn't have any anybody really to step in and cover him while he was playing I think it was a it was a foot injury so we expect an uptick on Tracy Walker this year and he, he hasn't really got a great deal of competition there. And with this change in formation, a bit more of an edge rush come in, you know, a bit more pressure on the quarterbacks, you might might see the odd interception come his way. That brings me on to my sort of outside pick. And my outside pick is, a lot of people will know this guy because he was a high first round pick last season, 2020. And that's Jeff Akuda superb corner coming out of college he was he was he was ranked so highly and we were well absolutely love his talent he, he is exceptional now he only played nine games last season and a lot of people I don't know whether they've missed this he was averaging 6.5 tackles per game he scored nearly 100 points in IDP plus that's over nine games so if he can get a full season under his belt he's going to be right in the mix of the top DBs. Well, when I say top DBs, but the top 20, 30 DBs is going to be in that sort of mix. So, I mean, for somebody who, you know, people not that that mad on corners, if he is around in later rounds, I would definitely be targeting him. So, just to summarise on that then, we're going for kind of obvious ones, really. Romeo Aquara at DL, Jamie Collins at linebacker, DB Tracy Walker, and my outside pick is Jeff Akuda. So, Bren, over to you with the Packers. Right. Your second favourite team. Um, Love them. (laughs) Sorry, Packers fans. So, um, yeah, a total switch from Chicago. Um, Chicago's defence, again, Nickel heavy, quite predictable. Packers, no, no, um, definitely not conventional setup. You know, it makes it a little bit sort of trickier to to sort of really pick them. Um, they do mix it up. They switch from a, a classic front four to a front three to an edge and forefront. It's refreshing, potentially a bit of a pain in the ass when trying to pick consistent performers, but we're going to do our best. So we're going to dive in with the D-line. Um, I'm going to skip over the two, well, I'm going to gloss over the two primary linemen in sort of Kenny Clark and, and Larry. Um, not a huge amount to shout about, to be fair to Clark. He missed three games with, you know, the end of the year. But uh, on the fantasy side, I, I think they maybe suffered from Green Bay sort of system rotation under Patine, but uh, for example, I mean Clark had 970 sacks uh, snaps rather in in sort of 2019. I mean that dropped to less than 600 last year. So, but I am going to dive in with the obvious one, which is uh, Zadarius Smith. 
uh, yeah, I mean, this monster, this guy gets to the quarterback. Um, 12 and a half sacks last season. Good season, you know, solid, solid pick. Um, it's not really a huge amount more to say on that. Outside of that, I'm actually looking at Rashan Gary. Uh, it could be one to watch again for people newer to the game. He's, yes, he's listed as, as a linebacker, but he is used on the edge. Fantasy points last season just knocked over the 100 mark, but his numbers last year were a significant improvement on his, his 2019 rookie season, um, including five sacks. So if if that's to, you know, if, if we see that sort of trend continue, then yeah. Outside of that, yeah, Preston Smith, fantasy points, yeah, over 120. The only thing I say about Smith is um, he's he, he hasn't missed a game since 2015. That's kind of it. <laughs> crack on with uh, crack on with the line. But I mean, to be fair to Smith, you'd want to see better numbers for that. You know, if you're playing every game, then um, yeah, he doesn't really do much for me. The linebackers at Green Bay. Now, this is one I've said to Nath. I am. This is the first time I'm going to put my neck on the block and say, take Chris Barnes. Yeah, um, I like that call. It's, it's he's he's gonna he is gonna sneak under a lot of people's radars, but that's what we're here for. Twenty three years old, he's you know okay. One hundred and forty seven fantasy points last season, ranking around about sort of LB sixty six, and that was. But he only played thirteen games. Okay, not too exciting. However, Christian Kirksey was brought in from Cleveland last year on big money. It didn't work. He's gone to the Texans. So Barnes is in prime position to benefit, especially because of the way the Packers like to line up. I mean, 59% of snaps, they're playing a single linebacker. Barnes is the obvious candidate. So we've got a massive, massive uptick on Barnes, um, yeah. jumping up to something like LB20. I, I would take him. You know, not, you know, yeah. I wouldn't go heavy on it, but he's one of those. He will, chances are, if you're drafting, Chris Barnes is going to be on the board. You can probably pick him up cheap. Off waivers, maybe. You might even get him on waivers. I, I, I've looked, I've, I'm going to take him on sleeper later on, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've already looked at it. <laughs> if he's there, I, I would take him. He, the, the guy's valley. Outside of that, uh, yeah, Kamal Martin, rookie linebacker, only played 10 games. There is a lot of positive talk about him, but I, I just don't think he's fantasy relevant at the moment. Secondary, you've got Donal Savage and Adrian Amos. Now, you, you can't split. the only, I mean, you've got DB21 and DB22. Fantasy points were identical. I do think, I mean, they're, they're good, both of them, good picks. Um, mm. If you're looking for... I like Savage. Well, I mean, to be honest, I mean, they both benefit. The fact that Green Bay are so inclined to play that single linebacker you know you could take either of them and they are going to get they're going to get time on the field yeah um so they yeah and they creep they creep up into the box as well yeah, they're so like they, you know. they both really benefit from um that single linebacker uh, I, mm. I would i would opt for savage simply because for all we're saying we can't split them points and, and ranking wise he did play a game less uh, that's about the only you know the only way you can split the two cornerback Alexander you know he's solid corner um yeah. needs to step it up maybe from you know for this season it's interesting because obviously they picked up Eric Stokes in the first round Jer Alexander is going to have someone breathing down his neck a bit um so you know he, he might be sort of scrapping that out for for the top cornerback at Green Bay so but, but mm. to be honest if I'm going for a DB at, at Green Bay I'm, I'm taking 
taken one of the safeties, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah, yeah Green Bay, like I said, interesting one. Um, like Chicago, with the exception of Stokes, they've not really brought anything new to the table um, in terms of rookies, free agency. So it, it's going to be kind of as you were. So if we're going to break it down, top LB, Chris Barnes, <laughs> I would, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I would take him. DL, yeah, I mean, to Darius Smith all day long. DB's savage, but if Amos is there, he could do worse. And if you really wanted an outside pick, uh, Rashawn Gary, I mean, the, the, the numbers indicate that he's, he's getting better, but, um, yeah, it's, it's one of the first three for me, definitely. So, um, I suppose we need to set aside about three quarters of an hour while you bang on about the Vikings, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, don't know how long I'll be on them. Yeah. So my beloved Vikings, here we go. Yeah. So, yeah, defensively, we had a shock in 2020, though. Yeah. It was absolutely horrendous. Bye-bye, Wilson. Yeah, bye-bye, Eric Wilson. He's terrible in coverage anyway. And just like, yeah, just generally, I thought he was... Even though the numbers the numbers were there, he's no... You didn't like him, did you? Uh, it doesn't fit. It didn't seem to fit quite right. You know, sort of the kendricks Bar linebacker duo works particularly quite well. This is not really fantasy. No, but but they do. I mean, he, he, he does like, you know, three three linebackers on that defence, doesn't he? It's like... Yeah, yeah. So Sometimes, but it, this kind of like, I expect him to really push fourth, Four two five nickel sort of like setup mm. that they that they seem to have adopted. It, it seems it seems the way they want to play. They just didn't have they didn't have the personnel to really pull it off last year. Um, the biggest problem being Daniel Hunter not being there. Mm. The problem is and 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 the two and the two tackles in the middle. We had a real lack of quality in that front. It was. Yeah, it was a mismatch of all sorts of players. And some of them stepped up, done quite well. Um, but this year, it will look completely different. We've we've signed Dalvin Tomlinson. We've signed Sheldon Richardson. I mean, two big guys in the middle. And with Hunter coming back, it just it just screams that this would be a very different season for us. And I, I'm hoping so, like every Vikings fan surely is. Anthony Barr missed a lot of last season. He's back this year. I mean, it's crazy, but I would virtually rip up the stats from last year because it's absolutely pointless because they're not this is a whole different this is a whole different look. DBs, the DBs and the the corners and the um the corners were all youngsters. We had uh, Jeff Gladney one side, uh, Cam Dantzler the other. Cam done really well. Gladney's had some personal issues over the off season, so we're not even sure whether we're going to even see him again, um, which is a bit of a bit of a shame. But but uh, Cam Dantzler is is the one shining star that came out from that sort of secondary last season. Yeah, so it's it's, it's very different from last season to to this season. As I mentioned, with that front new setup, we've also uh, we also added Patrick Peterson has come in. Yeah. So I would say that was more of a it's, this is a that's a tactical play experience wise, you know, of when you've got a young secondary and then you're bringing in somebody of that kind of that kind of nature and somebody who's who's been to God knows how many Pro Bowls and you know been been with one of the main mainstays in that position for quite a while. So it's that's going to be good for the for the whole 
for the whole team and the whole organisation to have somebody like that um, at DB. So, yeah, going on to picks then. Hunter missed all of last season because of the uh, neck injury that he had. And it was a serious neck injury. But he is, I was really worried. I thought I thought we wouldn't, there was a point where I thought, we're not going to see Hunter again. There was, they. it was like they were covering something up. And then suddenly, so now he's back and you must target Daniil Hunter. If he's fit, I mean, 2019, he was the leading defensive end with 14.5 sacks. And he also threw in 78 solo tackles, 18 tackles for a loss. I mean, that's staggering kind of numbers. And he was so dominant on the edge. Yeah, I mean, we've got him going off at, at, at sort of, you know, DL4, haven't we? So, you know, he'll put up over 200. If, Like you say, if he stays fit, he puts up 200 plus points. Numbers. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's the ones and one people are people are paying probably over the odds for, you know, your Chase Young's Miles Garrett, uh Bose is maybe going off really high and the people will leave Daniel Hunter. And again, if if you do see that happen, that's where you can get some really good value. There you go. Daniel Hunter at DL, linebacker, Eric Kendricks. Uh, and I know I'm biased because I'm a Vikings fan, but he is one of the most underrated linebackers for me. Um, he flies around all over the pitch, making tackles. In that formation, when Anthony Barr's back as well, what you find is that Anthony Barr is a big, big linebacker. Um, he does a lot of the donkey work, really, and really puts his puts his body on the line. And that allows it allows Kendricks just to, to motor all over the field and, and and make those tackles. He averaged over 17 points a game last year, 69 solo tackles. Only this is all over 11 games. Yeah, I was just looking at that. I'm, I'm looking at the stats, going, how how are you putting up that sort of score over? And you've missed six games. It's like, yeah, yeah. And when you talk about like the comparison in these kind of players, so we'd say in that. Christian Kirksey last year at Green Bay played 11 games, same as Kendricks. And he was averaging 13.3 points a game against Kendricks is 17.7 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so these are the kind of that, that kind of difference in that, that level of linebacker, which you're talking about. And, and Kendricks is one for me. He's, he's, he's a must buy um, for me, and I'm 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 picking him up all over the place. Yeah, I mean we we've got him going off at sort of LB five, so you know two hundred yeah. fifty yeah. points minimum we reckon. So. And again, they're going to benefit. The thing is, is is all of this will fit like a jigsaw for for these kind for these kind of players. The yeah, it, 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 we, we will do. I mean, the more pressure that they get, the more chances for the short throws over the middle, or they're going to be trying to run away from run away from people like Daniil Hunter and it, it, it creates lanes for somebody like Kendricks to, to come in and make those tackles. So yeah, definitely for me. Yeah. Um, move, moving on to DB, um, Harrison Smith, one of the most well-known safeties that are around. He's always there or thereabouts. Didn't have a particularly great year last year, um, but this year is his contract year. So anybody knows that actually the, the dynasty, um, the dynasty guys, uh, Rich and Liam done a real good podcast the other week on contracts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was. I mean, something I I, I really hadn't I really hadn't yeah. given it a, a great deal of thought, and it's yeah, it, it's it's so it's so relevant when you actually break yeah. it down. And, and anyone that hasn't listened to it, just jump on it because it was it was really insightful, and and it's something that you know we sit there and we look at the stats and 
but you go right well and as Nate said you know this guy probably is going to pick to impress this season yeah, that'll be exactly it. that so we've got a guy in a contract here it's up to him he should if he's got one eye on 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 the dollar sign then he should be lights out that's what that's what he'll be trying to do i mean i mean he should be playing mm. sort of you know that hard all the time but, but <laughs> it's not it's not how no, it works but also with the deep with harrison smith is num- his numbers last year and pressure from the edge last year we were absolutely shocking at getting pressure onto the quarterbacks so when they do get pressure onto the quarterbacks this is when you get those this is when interceptions come into play because they will then be throwing the ball off balance or whatever and or or, or rushing their throws and that is when people like harrison smith might get an interception a pass defended and and it brings in and this is this is the difference. This is why you you can kind of ignore his numbers last year if Hunter's fit, and we got these new new guys up front. You know there should be a fair bit of pressure on quarterbacks, meaning that yeah you can you can maybe see his interceptions uptick as well next season. So there you go. There's my DB now going on to um, my outside pick. I mentioned him slightly earlier. Is Cam Dantzler. And again, based on based on what we just talked about about pressure on the quarterback, that will benefit the corners as well. And Cam Dantzler, you got to look at it from Harrison Smith's on the field, well known. Uh, Patrick Peterson could be the other side, right? Again, well known. Would the quarterback be trying to throw Cam Dantzler's side? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But if he does. There you go. More opportunities for Cam. So I would be looking at him. And also with that added pressure, again, maybe more opportunities of of, of particularly not good throws by the opposing quarterback. I, I, I think he's, I mean, he's, he's good value later on if, yeah. if you want to. I mean, again, you know, average nearly 10 points, 10 points a game, but only played 11. So again, you're looking at yes. looking at him kicking on next season. And like you say, you know, he, he's going to get, he, he probably is going to see more of yeah, the ball. Yeah, he had a good, he, I mean, he had a good rookie season. Uh, a lot of people are quite high on him already. This isn't somebody that's completely under the radar, but it's somebody where there's a lot of reasons to suggest that there could be an uptick there. So yeah, go and pick him up. So just summarise then, Daniel Hunter at DL, Eric Kendricks at linebacker, DB Har- Harrison Smith, and the outside pick is Cam Dantzler. Okay. So, like we said last week when we, I mean, you you sort of touched on it with the, the NFC East. And we we sort of broke them down top, sort of top defences in the, the division. And you said yourself, you know, that's kind of how you want to be drafting. So, who are we highlighting as top defence in the North? Then? <laughs> um not not that try and be objective oh, will you? I, I, I just can't because i believe it anyway so I, i'm all right it's all it's all purple. i'm gonna go Come go on. us yeah the the, the purple <laughs> yeah. people eaters um let's i hate that saying when they say it but yeah let's go let's go vikings go i i'm again vikings one yeah bears two because that's what they build themselves on yeah Oh, Green Bay is an interesting one against Detroit because I, I don't I don't dislike Detroit as a D defense. I, I I don't. I think they they put up some half decent numbers. However, oh, it's just I just, I don't know. I still think Green Green Bay is unpredictable. Yeah. You don't really know how they're going to set up. And and like I said, you know, when I was covering them, it, it makes it makes them really hard to predict. I mean, I love so. I love Zadarius Smith. I think he's a, he's a fantastic player, and he's again he's somebody yeah. I, I I always look around and see if he's on the draft board. 
he he if he's around I, I often target him but they do they do there are some questions over linebacker secondaries are right secondaries are right safeties are good mm. but yeah so I'll probably go Green Bay and then I'd go and then I'd go Detroit apologies to Detroit fans but yeah it's tough well yeah it's not easy being a Lions no. fan never has been Okay, so that uh, that pretty much wraps up the NFC North. Uh, just remains to say, you know, just keep checking out all the content we've got out there. Um, there's some great pods out there. We've already touched on a couple. Um, you know, there was a brief one yesterday on sort of ADP. Um, you know, check out the website. There's some great articles on there. So, um, yeah, just, um, you know, just get involved, really. Um I do want to finish on a, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to appeal now to our five yard fam. Um, Nate knows in the last few weeks, I've had some very distressing news as a lifelong Miami fan. My daughter has decided now I love my daughter dearly. Um, she's 13 years old and in the last year or so, she's got involved in you know a bit more into the NFL, um, playing a lot of Madden with me. However, she has decided to become a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Oh, my world. How, how, how are you bearing up, Brent? Well, I mean, you know, as you know, it's my birthday in a few weeks' time. And I think Thea's just turned around and gone, you know what, Dad, for your 42nd, I'm going to get you a coronary. <laughs> um, you know, it's... It, <laughs> Hey, hey, it could have been worse. I mean, you know, yeah. could have been Pats, the Pats or yeah. the Jets, in which case she, she, you know, I'd have moved all this stuff into the shed, mate. Um, <laughs> so if any of the family out there have oh, just any tips, I mean, I'm not sure what you do. I mean, and to add insult to injury, she's been on NFL Europe's website and she's found a couple of hoodies she wants. And to add insult to injury, I have to pay for them. It's like, I'm 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 lost, mate. I mean, I'm not sure what you do in this case, but yeah. there you go. So, all the guys on chat, if you've got any tips, um, yeah, I'd, I'd really appreciate some help because I'm I'm a bit lost at the moment. So, um, but uh, I'll just um, I'll leave you all with that, really. So um, keep rushing, and we will see you all soon. Take care. live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.